Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Hey, this is Jay Gibbons. You're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's Best Sports Talk. I know, I know, Mikey. I was retweeting your text. I, I thought, I thought you might have been watching the Facebook feed, trying and then delayed 10, 15 seconds. No, you tweeted out Section 336 show, what do we do now? And I retweeted it. And then I was going to go, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, next generation of Baltimore sports stuff. As always, I'm joined by a guy who turned down an offer to be the new Baltimore City Police Commissioner to come keep on doing this podcast with us. I'm joined with the zany Burt Rohde. I'm here, and I'm here with my boxing gloves on. Uh-oh. And we're also joined by the button lover, who also, I think, would call himself the leader of the Section 336 podcast, Josh Sroka. The leader? <laughs> no. You're talking about, uh, what, do you listen yeah, to me yeah, on stand? Yeah, I listen. I go on the bat around on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, you on the bat around. And they say, are you the leader? Yeah, and I said, "Well, I don't think Did you Matt deny it." I said, "Did you deny it?" I said, <laughs> "I said, Matt would not appreciate that." Matt calls himself the leader, but I do all the work. <laughs> I believe that's how I, I phrased it. Yeah, no, I want to I want to call my, myself the leader because uh, that implies like the leader of the whole podcast. Now. All right, um, I am the host, and you guys are my two co-hosts. All right, the minions. That. All right, then, Mister Host. Yeah. Will you work on a third intro for us? Because I've already had to get rid of our intro because of Buck Showalter comments. Mm. Now this one has Joe Flacco comments mm. in it. Mm. Well, not so fast there, muchacho. <laughs> All right, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. This is uh, this is a, a rough, a sad, an angry, a frustrated day in Baltimore. Um, and hopefully some of that will come across in this podcast. Uh, but we'll do it in an, an, an entertaining way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know we have... In the studio, we have some, some some disagreements. I know I have some issues with how this is this th- whole thing has kind of gone down and been talked about. But of course, the big news is yesterday, uh, by six points, by the skin of their teeth, the Chargers sneak out a victory. Why are you laughing? It's not. It was. It was <laughs> six a skin. points. The twenty three seventeen was the final score. Was it not? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Thanks to garbage time. Bert, Bert didn't know because he left when when it was only three points on the board. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get to fans leaving, and we'll talk about fans booing. We'll talk about Lamar versus Joe. We'll mm-hmm. talk about play calling. We'll get down, and we'll talk about. We got to talk about stuff. some QBR. Yeah, we're gonna. This is primarily an Orioles podcast, but today we're kind of going to focus on the Ravens, the playoff game, where we kind of go from here. Because let's face it, boys and girls, there's a. A lot to unpack here. All right. Mm-hmm. About ways, where the Ravens go or where our podcast goes now that the Ravens are out of it and the Orioles <laughs> haven't. 
No, I because I've been storing up things to talk about with the Orioles. I know. Um, we'll have plenty. There is a story brewing in Birdland where there's Mike Elias has fired everybody, but he's only hired back two guys. So I think there's something there. No. We'll, we'll save that for another time. Well, he he announced it. He said, "I'm doing everything." Yeah, that's yeah, that's why. Yeah, um, there's no. I, it's not something brewing. He announced it to the press. Well, what's interesting about that, and you're going to turn this into orders, but we're going to get back to the Ravens. But what's interesting about that, from my perspective, is you got a bunch of guys who there's no one in the organization who has ever run right. it before. Right. Their manager has never done it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Elias has never run yep. things, and yet these are the and they're all young guys, yep. right, in their 30s and 40s. Yet these are the guys that are in charge of every decision. And it just yeah. seems like uh, that's I'm, gutsy on their part. I'm just excited for FanFest where Michael Elias is hosting every everything yeah, on the stage. Every booth? It's going to be him doing everything. Yeah. And in fact, will can he, will can he, he be pitch? interviewing himself? Right. Can he pitch? We have some questions is for he Michael Elias here. Because he's, he's, he's got his thumb on everything that gives you pause? Like No, it's not his thumb. He said, I'm not hiring more people. Oh. I'm going to do all the work. Yeah. I'm not hiring a head of scouting oh, okay. or whatever. Yeah, he is the head of scouting. He is he the head is of scouting. He is the farm director. Like, right. he, he is all these things. He, he hired, he's to stretch himself too thin? No. No other organization does this. Might, be a, con- might be a control problem, but I don't know yet. Guy. Yeah. If it <laughs> I, works, it's all on him. If it fails, it's all on him. It's kind of like Lamar. I, I would say if whether it works or fails, what do you have to lose? We're coming off the worst season in baseball history. I, well, well, I, well, I, it I can't agree. get any worse. Yeah, yeah. Why not try something different? And it's late in the game, so it's not like there's a bunch of great baseball minds waiting. Right. Like, Let next him year do might it. be right. different. Ned, Let him give Ned it a Yost shot. isn't available. Yeah. Yeah, if he's that brilliant, though, <laughs> he's <laughs> he got a baseball mind. Anyway. Yeah. All right, but let, let's talk Ravens. But today's going to be Ravens. Because if we talk Orioles, we're going to get happy and optimistic because it's a new season. Of course. So, so, let's, so let's get so negative. Let's, talk Ravens let's fight. Because we should be pissed off after what we took place yesterday. If you're not pissed off, I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm sorry. Am I allowed to say pissed on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if Tony time. Romo can say it, you can say it. Tony Romo said it. <laughs> I yeah, love Tony yeah. Romo. All right. Um, where where do we want to start here, boys? I So up until – so it was it was a rough game. I think we all agree the defense played really well. Let's start there. Sure. Defense played really well. Yeah, they played great. Um, in the first half, they held them to nothing but field goal. Yep. I thought, by, by the way, getting into the nitty-gritty of the game here, I thought that Melvin Gordon touchdown that they called back and said he was really on the one-yard you line. You thought it was, should have been a fumble. fumble. I thought it should have been a fumble. It looked like so the ball – It looked like it from The there, ball was moving. Where I was. A little bit. So it's – yeah, and – well. Yeah, and you do that, and suddenly the defense does win you that game. Yeah, and um, Mar- Marlon Humphrey's really fast, too, right on the sideline. It was impressive. Marlon Humphrey's speed getting around that, that yeah. corner. Um, it was impressive that they picked up right where they left off the last time they played San Diego on the defense. Uh, yeah. Phillip Rivers is a good quarterback. He's been struggling the last few weeks, but to to they were on our side of the field for almost the entire first half. They were, they were getting great field right. position. We kept giving them the ball back with fumbles and whatnot. Uh, and the defense held them. Yeah, like you said, and the field even, goals every time in that first half. Even in the second half, our defense was obviously worn out mm-hmm. and was still pounding on them. By the way, if you want to talk about worn out, this is this was my complaint from the first half. I was at the game. I was there with my brother, and what, this, this we stairs? were we were loud. You know, the def- when you're when you're the home team, you got to be loud for the defense and quiet right. for the offense, right? The defense was on the field way too long. They did their job, but as a fan, I was getting tired of standing and screaming. Like when you say the defense needed a break, the fans in the stadium needed a break. We were doing, we were working well, way too hard. Well, you got, you got a break. You got a break as you that third and fourth quarter. Well, <laughs> you started to get a break as uh, people started. Reality started to hit. It, oh yeah, Jason. All right, let, let's. The, the um, crowd definitely seemed on television at least to get quieter. How loud was the crowd, especially in that early part where there was excitement? Oh, it was super loud in the beginning, definitely. Uh, I'm sure it came across on TV, but we were screaming our faces off. He had no choice to because the, the Chargers were driving on our side of the field the entire first half, and we're screaming our heads off on third down, and they get right. a stop, and they have no choice but to kick a field goal. And that seemed but they kicked, what, four unanswered field goals? Right, and it did seem to get into Rivers' bother Rivers. He sure. was having trouble communicating with the noise. He's yeah. a hothead. I don't know if Rivers is hurt or something, but he has – He's I emotional. Thought, I thought he was going to be a lot better both in the game three weeks ago and in this game. Uh, Philip Rivers, for being one of the well, best they, quarterbacks, it was not impressive. They definitely came into this game plan of Rivers isn't going to throw the ball much. Yeah, and when he does throw, it's going to be little five-yard passes. Right, right. Yeah. But he, here's the breakdown. Let's do it this way. Here's a breakdown of the opening. Break 
down. Drives. The first drive in the first quarter, the Ravens had six plays for 21 yards. Little did we know at the time, that six plays for 21 yards was going to be the most impressive drive <laughs> until seven minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, 21 yep. yards. Um, uh, the, the next drive, and then the next drive, negative 14 yards, and then the, the fumble. Yeah. Yep. The not Lamar Jackson fumble, by the way. The, the um, Was it Edwards? No, it was Dixon. Uh, Dixon. Yes. Next possession, 13 yards, six plays. Next possession, eight yards, three plays. Next possession, four, yard, four plays, 21 yards again, but ends in an interception. That's the one off Chris Moore's hands. Right. Next possession, three plays, six yards. Are you guys hearing this? This is unbelievable. Yeah. So far, the most impressive drive was six plays and 21 yards. That's, and then it's the end of the half. Next half, three plays, negative 10 yards. Next possession. Right. Four, and this uh, this was after the fumble that, that uh, Mosley got. Um, four plays, six yards, we kick a field goal. Next possession, four plays, 18 yards. Uh, that's when he missed the field goal. Fourth and two, they elect to kick a field goal and not go for it. Uh, at that point, we were down, um, I think the score was, um, what was it, 12-3 uh, to three at that point? Or doesn't matter. Whatever, we, we missed the field goal. I'll, I'll pull up my notes. I have it here. Yeah, it was 12-3 um, to because it would have brought it back into a one-possession game. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was 12-3. to three. Uh, Next possession, three yards, negative nine yards. I mean, three plays, negative nine yards. Um, and then that brings us to when we actually had a couple good drives. But that's un- that's unbelievable. Every time, the most plays we had six and yards. That, I mean, six plays. The most yards we had was twenty-one yards in a drive. And that <laughs> until missed, the fourth middle right. of the fourth quarter. That's mind-boggling. And that that uh, that missed field goal. That was a fourth and one and like one two fourth, fourth and, and two. two. So it was a it was short. Uh, had the opportunity to go for it, but you wanted to get the points at that point. Yeah, and my thinking was. At that point, I first of all, I didn't know if we could get two two yards. I think it was a good call because I don't know if we can get two 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 yards the way our offense was playing. Agreed. Every yard was right. tough. Um, and secondly, at that point, it would have turned into a one possession game. And yes. at that point, the even defense you, can get it. Even if you did a touchdown, it would still be a one possession yeah. game. So I, I, I like the thinking there actually to kick a field goal. And you have Justin Tucker, so you think it's automatic. A fifty yarder at home, he should have made. Right. It. Yeah. Um. Sorry, that's enough small talk. With that context. The discussion turned into in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, well, even into the was, fourth. It was going into going into halftime. Oh, half halftime, the discussion, not only like among Raven fans, but on the national media at the at the halftime show on NBC. It was NBC, right? That had the game. Yeah. Or CB, no, CBS. No, CBS. CBS. So even the CBS halftime game talk was Flacco. And after the game, John Harbaugh said he thought about it, right? Right. He, well, yeah. You think about a lot. You. Right. No, not, not just think about it. They discussed it. Like they he, discussed and the coaching staff. Well, talked and, about and they it. even like, mentioned on TV at one point that that Harbaugh went over and talked to Flacco. Yes. Um. So it was a very real possibility. And Flacco had on his helmet. He was standing on the sideline. Yeah. And so we were speculating what would they bring him in? And like it wasn't just that the Ravens' offense bad. It was historically bad. Going into the fourth quarter, Lamar had a QB rating of zero. Yeah. And and that's like and yeah, like anyone watching is gonna say yeah, he, right. he didn't do anything. Right. Nothing for three quarters. It was embarrassing. Um, with, with that said, the debate turned into: Do you bring in Flacco or not? Josh, at Josh, full disclosure, at halftime, I, I at halftime I made up my mind. He put on his Flacco jersey. I think yeah. Josh had for the past seven games where Lamar. <laughs> That's not true. Winning, he's always had the Flacco jersey <laughs> That's in not his true. back pocket, <laughs> waiting for the first excuse to put it on. Maybe, maybe the past two weeks. So yes. I feel the like Browns game in this game, I did have that ready to go. One reason I, I love this game. It's because it kind of was like the whole season in a nutshell. It, it was so much the whole last six weeks. It rekindled this whole quarterback controversy. It was the defense was good. The offense couldn't right. um, keep up. Um, so I just thought it was fantastic. I mean, and how place. fitting was it for the game to then end on another Lamar fumble? Yeah. It just it, it it totally represented the season. Yep. Um, Bert. Yeah. At that point, was there any point when you were like, okay. Lamar's not getting it done. Let bring it. Let's bring in Joe Flacco. Um, man, that's a loaded question. Cause I, <laughs> I, I, at the time, if I'm being honest, yes, at the stadium, our seats were on the lower level behind the Chargers uh, bench, so we could see directly across to the Ravens sideline. Right. And 
my brother even said to me one point sitting next to me Joe Flacco and him were making direct eye contact <laughs> from across the field right at each other they were lined up right. perfectly and at one point the ball was on like the 41 yard line so we could see right in between the linemen right down the middle where the ball position and straight on the other side was Joe Flacco's face looking right into my brother's eyes Dreamy. Uh, we were like I don't know do you put Flacco in uh, or do you make out I I, I I was thinking that, but at the same time, part of me was thinking, that "What is he going to do?" Uh, I. But John Harbaugh's thinking about going with Flacco. How about you think about making some adjustments? Because the defense knows everything that's happening, right. and they can't do anything about it. And that was my that was my argument for Joe Flacco. For not fix Joe it. Flacco is it's not about Joe Flacco. It's about making an adjustment. And when Lamar's doing zero, you put in Joe Flacco, and just because Joe Flacco's now on the field instead of Lamar. That adjustment makes the defense say, "All right, maybe we're not rushing every time. We've got a guy with a big arm." Yeah, maybe. So I think just putting Joe in the field. I know Who the hasn't argument played for six weeks or however right, long it's been. But I know the argument of the offensive line was horrible yesterday, and they were. They were letting everything through, or or at least the Chargers knew what was coming and knew how to hit him every time. So I get all that. Where, but it seems like when you've got a QB rating of zero. Putting in, even if it was RG3, putting in anyone there to try to mix things up seems like the right move to me. Yeah, uh, but you also got a quarterback who took you from below 500 to the playoffs. Uh, and you're going to put in a quarterback who hasn't taken you to a playoff game in four years. Right, but that's but just if you're making that argument, judge, he also won a Super Bowl, was the Super yeah, Bowl MVP. six years ago. Six years and, ago, he's been garbage since And then. I would argue that the defense took you uh, to, maybe, to the playoffs. Maybe they did, but uh, but... Lamar Jackson is getting the credit for it, for turning this team around. The defense is playing better, maybe because they want to play for Lamar, maybe because the kids just turned 22 yesterday. The, the, I, I don't think putting Flacco in would have changed. We would not have won the game just because Flacco came in there. Bert, what, what are your thoughts? on Josh tweeted out that seeing uh, Joe Flacco on the bench not coming in for Lamar Jackson, he said, quote, this reminds me of <laughs> this yeah. reminds me of Buck not using yeah. Britain. Yeah, you know why? I saw that tweet. You want me to explain that tweet? Palm face. I, I, it goes without explaining. I know oh. what he meant. Well, I, <laughs> I know what you meant, it's Josh. Not, it's it's not the same thing as 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 the baseball, but it is the same you, thing. You saw, as, you saw some hate for that. He saw some hate for that tweet. Oh yeah, I don't care. I also know a lot of love. <laughs> he got he got love from a guy with two followers, including Dan Clark Sports no. is one of them. Wait, oh then never mind. I take it all back. No. Man, I can't wait for Dan Clark to be I wrong saw in the one, next couple weeks. I saw one tweet of support that says I got to agree with Josh on this, and I looked at the guy's profile and he's got two followers. All right, I got I got to block him. I got favorites. I got yeah. I, my, I think it's a funny joke, but it's an, it's, it's a completely inaccurate comparison. It's uh, the only way it's accurate is. You that, should have not do the facepalm at the end. You should have done crying tears emoji at the right, end. Right, sure. All right, that's a little better. Yeah. Uh, the way it's accurate is you've got a you've got a guy who's clearly struggling, a guy on your bench who should be better. The fans, the announcers, everyone's expecting you to go to the better guy, and you ref- and you don't. That's that's. How it's similar. Yeah, can, can I say that this? You had a guy the, the, with a better the, arm. The better guy from four plus years ago who yeah. hasn't start, hasn't thrown a pass in six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks. Yeah. Josh, do you think if they would have brought in Joe Flacco, the Ravens would have won? I doubt it. You think I don't they would have had a better chance? Yeah. I think, in, you know what? Actually, in retrospect, I was with Josh actually at the time. You're thinking. For the reasons I would have brought in Joe Flacco. You're thinking if they. Well, it depends when they brought in Joe Flacco. If you waited till the fourth quarter. Then no, because Lamar did all that with garbage time with the Chargers in the prevent offense. If you put Joe in against defense, that prevent yeah. defense, then there, it doesn't work the same because Joe's going to be trying to throw into that. Yeah. The reason that Lamar got all that movement in the end is because he was throwing under that prevent. Yeah, at the time, I was with Josh, and I would say bring in Joe. But, and, and, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. If Buck could go back, Buck would have brought in Britain, right. even if he doesn't come out and admit it. Um, but in the end, if you kind of look looking at the game at the end, I actually think John Harbaugh did the right thing by keeping Lamar Jackson in. Uh, and I think hindsight's twenty twenty, but hindsight, uh, John Harbaugh's right. And the reason I say that is, if you go back to the third quarter, you pull him middle of third quarter, he's got a QB rating of zero. Yeah. People are questioning, not just saying he had a bad game, people are questioning his very ability to be a quarterback right. in the NFL. The fourth quarter crap but the has fourth quarter showed, right next okay, year. wait a minute, that's... 
he can throw. Yeah. And this is what I think is about, it's so unfair about this whole discussion because I see both sides of it. But what's so unfair is that he's 21 years old, and when any a 21 years old rookie quarterback who has a bad game in a playoff game, I feel like if it was anybody else, they would say, you know, nerves, bad right. game plan, just had a bad game. But with Lamar, it's all of a sudden we jump to, oh, he's not an NFL quarterback. He can't throw well enough. He's not this. He's not that. He's... For anyone else, it would have been, well, it would have been just you know a bad game. But yeah. for Lamar, it's people go in and, and immediately question his very ability to be quarterback. And I think that's unfair based on what he did this season. But I think, I think the reason people go to those questions is based on what we've seen leading up to it with his struggles with the, with ball control, struggles to pass outside the numbers. Uh, but I don't have an issue. I think all that can be coached up. I just thought it was early to go to him this season. I think he. I think he'll be fine. Uh, I think it's more. I was more irritated with the coaching staff on Sunday than Lamar. I see, I, and that and that bothers me too, Josh. And I'm just looking up Russell Street Report because I couldn't disagree with you more. I'm looking up Russell Street Report. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at their articles. Yeah, I don't. Oh, uh, uh, what one article says. Um. Poor game plan proves costly. Like you and Tony Lombardi are simpatico. You guys no, like <laughs> that's never another, the case. Another article title. It's always been that way. In that, in that case, I was perfectly fine with the game plan. Another article title is called "Shorthanded." This is your boy Ken McCusick, who you're also simpatico with. Shorthanded defense holds up their end. Another article. Wait, but that's a. Well, there's nothing wrong with that comment. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, none of the articles, none of them, even the report card says the two biggest problems were the game plan and bad offensive line. None of them. Say, Lamar Jackson, you were bad. Right. Like the, the, That's the, true. It's like everyone's afraid to say. But but you know what? The same you, way, I, Lamar, just let me finish this. Lamar lovers are so quick to say, hey, listen, we, we're at the playoffs because Lamar Jackson. Right? Yes. We went 6-1 and one and we're there because Lamar Jackson. That's what I would say. Not because coaching, not because offensive line, but because of Lamar, of Lamar Jackson. Yes. Then all of a sudden we get in the playoffs. And we lose, and Lamar Jackson's terrible. Yet people want to say, "Oh, it's the game plan. Yeah. Oh, it's the lack of adjustments." Right. Oh, I want to say, flag. I want to say that too. How, how about it's just Lamar was bad. He was really good, and he got us in the playoffs. But in the playoff game where it mattered the most, he was really bad. What's wrong with saying that? Right. I can say that. Yeah, and, and it's you're, true. You're right. The offensive the offensive line was embarrassing. I'd say, I'd I'd recommend don't say that on Twitter, Bert. You'll just get a whole bunch of hate. Oh, I wouldn't. It, it's, it's like talking that's, that's politics. Your, that's your, that's but, your play. But, but this is why I avoid Twitter because it's it's more nuanced. Than it's that, extremes. Right? Yeah. Like Lamar was bad, but offensive. Uh, they the they game can plan all be, was all bad too. Right, and they can all be true. Yeah, like because because this was the same game plan that they ran before. So it's the same. It's the same issue I have with. And, and you could argue it's Lamar's fault that the game plan is bad because Lamar doesn't have the ability to make these adjustments. Right, and it's the same issue I have with the Flacco Lamar issue. Is it's the extremes. Like you can't admit that they're both good you have to like they're they've it's turned into this whole you have to choose one or the other yeah, you have to blame you have to love one and hate the other yeah but but it's it's uh joe like yeah. um despite the game plan like lamar missed guys that that that, that he should have hit lamar could have been better could have yeah. ball control he could have made made better, but, better throws and but I think then yeah. you give him so much praise you have to criticize him when he plays poorly he could take it right. if you listen to the post game interview like lamar gets it he can take it He's yeah. 21. He's 22 now, actually. He's a grown man. He can handle a little crit- crit- criticism. You don't have to walk in eggshells when you talk about Lamar Jackson. No. But the reason people do, and I understand it, the reason no one wants to criticize Lamar Jackson, because if you say one thing bad about Lamar Jackson, people go right to the other extreme and say, you're right, he can't be an NFL quarterback. Yeah, there's when, no middle ground. Yeah, those both things aren't are too extreme. No, he had when, a bad game, but he can still be a good quarterback. The defense played great. Outside of they that, were great. Lamar played bad. The offensive line played bad. Terrible. Uh, Kenneth, Kenneth Dixon played bad. Justin Tucker had a bad game. The uh, return game was bad. Cock was not great. Cook was Cook. not great. <laughs> Cook was not great. <laughs> That's Cook. not great either. Cook, yeah. He was not great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Every, Ty Montgomery, yeah, wasn't good. Yeah, yeah outside Bowser of Bowser was missing tackles, your boy. Yeah, well, Bowser has not been good for a couple of years since he's been a Raven. Uh, but outside of the defense, everyone was bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, Crab, Crabtree caught a ball. So he I'm going to say Crabtree Crab 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 good, was good. good yeah. which is weird. Yeah. Uh, Moore was bad. Yeah. So. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. I, and, and the coaching staff, and we, we were outcoached. Like, all, the, all those things are true, but right. whew, that was really bad. Like, that was as bad as you can be. That no. was real bad. Like, we all thought it was going to be a close game, and we thought the Ravens would pull it out in our picks. I, but we all thought it was going to be a close game. Not, that wasn't a close game. 
I can I've left yesterday and feel the same way today that I'm I'm okay with how it ended. I'm disappointed, but I still feel like we were playing with house money to even be in the playoffs, right. let alone win the AFC North, let alone get a home playoff game. I, I if if you'd have told me at the beginning of the season, hey, Joe Flacco's gonna get hurt halfway through the year, we gotta put in the rookie, Lamar Jackson. He's going to lead us to a home playoff game. We're not going to win that home playoff game, but we'll get there. I just said, okay, I'll take that. Because we haven't been to the right. playoffs in four years. And yeah. I get all that, except for the comment of, does that house money now mean that you don't have to change anything for next year? Of course you have to change things for next year. We lost. Right, but why would you, you – you got into the playoffs. You're not going to let John Harbaugh and Marty Mordenweg and guys go. You got into the playoffs. I'm not saying to let them go, but Lamar Jackson will be another year older. You have He'll have eight right. games said, under his belt or yeah, whatever. That'll change. He has a playoff experience that a lot of other right. rookie quarterbacks don't have. Okay, so you're so saying, he's going to get better next right, year. Right, so you don't want you don't, you no longer feel the need for the broad change. Just to continue to progress. I think Joe Flacco leaving is enough. Yeah. I, so you think? Yeah, just changing quarterbacks. It's going to be a different team next year. Um, as far as coaching staff goes, yeah, I would like to see a new offense coordinator, Marty Martinwig. I would like to see him go. But as far as John, John Harbaugh goes, it is amazing to me how extreme this fan base is from before the Chargers game when they announced <laughs> they were going to extend them. Everybody was like, Ravens, what are you doing? You guys are idiots. We're not going to make the playoffs. To we beat the Steelers, everyone's like, extend John Harbaugh for 100 years. Right. He's the best coach there is. You mean is. we beat the Chargers? Um, no, but when we beat the Steelers to, to make – Make the playoffs. The Browns. I mean the Browns. Yeah, yeah, okay. the Browns. I just you mean the Steelers I just did, were on the sidelines. The Steelers watching mm. the game and being depressed, so but yeah, when we we beat the Browns to knock out the Steelers and, and make the playoffs. Everyone's like like sign, extend yeah. John Harbaugh for a thousand years. Now that we lose the Chargers, mm. everyone's like, Ah, I don't know if I like John Harbaugh anymore. Like either he's a good coach or not. I think he is a good right. coach. Um we were totally miscoached as far as the Chargers after a rematch two weeks ago. The Chargers made their adjustments. Yep, we it worked. We didn't. The Chargers were determined to figure out the Lamar Jackson offense. And when you have an offense that doesn't do a whole lot of – like it's simplified, at, I'm sure it took them a little bit, but they figured it out when they, they had that determination. Are, are you guys okay? Bert, you were there. What are your thoughts on – this is something that really gets me triggered, this whole discussion. Um, so I might need to go to my safe place here in a minute. <laughs> Hashtag strawberries. Um, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on Raven fans booing? I, it doesn't matter to me. They got in the playoffs. You booed, right? Money. Probably. They got in the playoffs when no one thought they should. Now, all of a sudden, they're struggling. And the game's yes. struggling. First half, people are already booing. We talked about the numbers. They were really bad. Um, all right, but are you okay with that? With the booing? Yeah. People pay a lot of money to go to those football games. They can voice however they want. All right. Yeah. Josh, you okay with booing? They're paying yeah. those guys' salaries. Totally. Just like I was okay with the chanting Flacco. I boo Oriole games all the time. If That's that's different. Why is it different? You would never, Bert, in a million years, wild card game, Orioles are in a one-game wild card, you would boo them? If, no uh, chance. No chance Oh yeah! If, uh, uh, you, if Baldo Jimenez gives up five runs in the first inning, yeah, I'm booing him as he walks off the mound. Absolutely, yeah, right. If it's, if it, exactly. If it's five nothing and a no hitter, it's going on. If they give up more than two runs in the first inning, right. I'm booing them. I don't know in playoff game in a one game playoff game. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. If it's back back to back home runs, and we, suddenly we you're down. Playoff game for the Orioles. I didn't hear any booing. The Wait, Orioles one. won. <laughs> uh, big difference. I, I don't know if they would have booed. I think I booed uh, Jim Johnson when he he blew the lead against the Royals in Game One of the ALCS in 2012, 2014. But, but yeah, I, I boo people. I, I love booing Orioles. I mean, if I think most of the time they deserve it. There's something if you don't <laughs> boo Chris Davis, like you and I just don't agree on how we do fandom. If you don't boo Chris Davis, to me, if if you're an Oriole fan, like it's part of the pro, you, you have to boo Chris if, Davis. And if you're a player, you need to understand that. If you want the cheers, you've got to accept that. If you suck, you're going to get booed. With that said, we boo Chris Davis because he signed this huge contract. He's sucking the very life out of the franchise. Not his fault. Uh, all of it's his fault. No, no. But, Peter Angelo said he's fault. He hey, could be a better baseball sucks. player. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, yes, he, Who's he, fault yes. is that? He sucks. You no, can take some tips he, from the hitting coach. No, that's his fault. The did, contract. Did he give back the money? No, no. The contract, Which I don't see takes. as his fault. Because, hey, if anyone Does gives me money, I'm going to take it, and I'll right. go deposit that check. Okay. The fact but that he sucks on the field is, yeah, it was on him. Or you're going to get booed. Like, with that, money comes responsibility. With that said, Josh, Lamar Jackson. How are you going to boo Lamar Jackson? I don't think a rookie quarterback. Were people booing Lamar Jackson, or do they you think were they Chan were? They were Chan Flacco. You're telling me uh, they were yeah, booing Lamar. I, I don't know, but is that 
booing Lamar or is that booing John Harbaugh? Are you flacking? Are you? Uh, are you Watch your mouth. <laughs> Watch your flacking because, mouth. Because <laughs> you want Lamar to go bench himself or because you want John Harbaugh to be a head coach and make a decision and make a move and change something up. Oh, no. I, I think they were booing Lamar. I think you're, you're I mean, telling it goes me hand they make hand. a bad play and they're booing J- John Harbaugh. They were – I don't think that's the case. They've been praising, Bert, they've been the praising Lamar for six months. He's been on Twitter retweeting everyone. Every, everyone who calls him the king of the north. Uh, if he wants all of that praise, he's got to accept the booze as well. Right, but Josh, is it? I, I agree. Like, and, and he, he had he, a QBR. He's of a grown zero. man. He's okay. Zero. He's a rookie who got you to the playoffs when we shouldn't have been there, and you're gonna boo him. I, th- that sat with me a little bit. I, I love booing. I'm, I'm a big proponent of booing. I'm with Burt. You pay the money. Mm-hmm. Players have performed. You boo them. But a, a rookie quarterback, youngest quarterback to ever play, uh, play in a playoff game. It's not my fault that he's 21 game. years old. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. like when people – you sound like you're sympathizing. You know, And I hear it on Twitter on the yeah. fan base all the time. It's like, come on, guys. These guys are trying real right. hard. How can you boo them? You never boo the whole team, blah, yeah. blah, blah. These guys are out here trying real hard. I'm like, yeah, they are. You gotta, they're grown men. You got to take the Michael Elias approach. They took, they're not people. They're numbers. They took a job where one of the stipulations is the people are going to boo you. And if you can't handle it, right. get another job. Yeah. Yes. The, but, the positives are you get paid millions and millions of dollars. The negative is you get booed. And if you need Twitter warriors out there to support you, like, please don't boo. Right. Please don't boo him. He's a, he's a nice guy. If he's you, really trying. If you want to give me a raise, Matt, you can come to work with me, and whenever I screw up, you can boo me. But, no, but, but that's the thing. But, None of us took jobs where right, people come exactly. to office and boo us. Because right. I probably couldn't handle it. The reason they, <laughs> well, And the reason these guys get paid millions of dollars is because people come to games to watch them, to cheer, or to boo them. Yeah. That that two hundred dollar ticket seat is paying part his contract. So if it's a boo or a cheer, that fan's got that right. I agree. The fan has the right. I'm not saying they should be kicked out, but I'm just saying the difference between a five if a five and eleven team, the quarterback's playing bad. Boo them till you blue in the face. This is a team that got to the playoffs. The main guy who got you to the playoffs when you weren't supposed to be there. No, that's got the, you to the playoffs, and that's who you're booing. I, I wouldn't even put all that much stock into it because you all got right. a stadium full of 70,000 people. Well, half until of them the third quarter, I was going to say alcohol. They're lit out of their minds, and they were amped up. They had Ray Lewis out there dancing in the pregame. People are losing their minds, screaming their heads off, and it's not going the way you wanted yeah. it to go. You're going to get ticked off, and you're going to boo. What, do you what are you going to do? You want us to like, put our hands in our pockets and right. keep our lips shut? What do you want, silence? Do you want, them, do you want Bert to be there yelling, good job, Lamar. You'll get him next time. Get him next time, big boy. No. What do you want? It's not the little league. We're squ- Yeah, we're upset, and we're making our emo- our uh, now, feelings heard. Now, if you're at like a high school game and you're booing kids, you've got a problem. <laughs> well, then they shouldn't play on the team. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, some some comments from the chat room. Mike, Michael Newman says coaching staff should have seen the Chargers coming in with a plan. We should have had a wrinkle. I think we all agree with that. Yeah. Or at least a at least something in our back pocket of hey, if this doesn't work, here's how we're going to adjust. Um, John says Lamar bad coaching worse. All right, we can debate like what was worse. I think it's a fun debate. They were all bad. Let's do degrees of worseness. That's a fun debate to have. <laughs> um, Let's assign it a number. John says Marty must go. Oh, here here's a good one. Um, not that Marty must go. Is, is, it was a bad one. I think that's a good one. Keep him coming, John. Um, Stone Felt says. I expected some bobbleheads on the set since today is National Bobhead Day. Today's Bobble National Bobblehead Day. I did see yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't know that. And Josh, you got, got one. On you got set. one right over there. We got a, a Kevin Gossman bobblehead. This thing is a bit. Uh, that's the only one that's within reach. A little bit weighty. That's a uh, Game of Thrones coming back in a couple months. Yeah. Uh oh. What? Kevin's been left alone in the stadium. <laughs> the the uh the, the Bur- I don't get that the, the Braves did a Home Alone parody with Kevin Gossman. Oh really? As they, as Kevin got left behind in in the stadium, and he's like cute, playing cute. with all the buttons. yeah. They did a good job. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it made me cry. It must be fun to have a good baseball team. Yeah, and, and, and good a players. good PR team and good pitchers like Kevin Gossman. Why can't we right. get pitchers like Kevin Gossman? Yeah. Oh wait a minute. Mm. Uh, all right. So, oh, the other thing is, booing's one thing. Leaving early is another thing. Yeah. Oh, there I, was <laughs> yeah a stream of fans, a twenty to three. Playoff game in the third quarter. There was a steady stream, yeah, right, of pee in the urinals and fans leaving the stadium. Both those things were going. A lot of beer being drunk, yeah, yeah. and fans leaving. Well, you know, yeah, and that's so a, lot why, of, a lot of streams. Going well, and that's on. why until like 
because of all that beer in the stadium until about 20 minutes ago, Bert didn't realize he left early. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I left early. I just didn't realize how early. Uh, it was the fourth quarter. I had seen enough. And Isn't I think that kind of just, outrageous they were only playing? Y- now, that's you missed. You missed the only I had, excitement in the game. I had zero faith that they were going to. They were down by two scores with th- that much time left and as much football as but I had Lamar's seen. I boy. didn't see two scores happening. Yeah, he's my boy. He's going to be my boy for the next five years at least. I'm just saying, and I, and I know everyone knows this is a baseball town more than a football town. But I, I tell you what, uh, Kit, can you imagine, even if it's uh, 10 nothing, the anyone leaving early for a Orioles playoff game, it wouldn't happen. Oh, it would happen. Oh, it kidding? would not happen. Uh, ten to nothing. Would, ten nothing. No, no one's leaving. Uh, no one's leaving. No one's. Are you leaving. kidding me? Because For a game? Because no one's leaving. Because ten to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. We're because here's the town. difference. No one's leaving. But that's the difference. The difference is because football is a timed game, and baseball is an is an outs game. So baseball, it can be the bottom of the ninth, two outs, and you can come back. You can score ten runs. You, you, Where football, you guys you are delusional <laughs> if you think there's not people leaving an Orioles playoff game when it's ten to nothing. Not not the numbers that left the not the percentage yeah, that like left. Bert, the, you probably leave, but I'm just saying. oh, I definitely would, and I would not be alone. I would be in that steady stream going to pickles to uh, drink cheaper beer and watch the end of the game out there. <laughs> Speaking of which, especially if it's after the seventh inning, they won't even give you beer at the Oriole game. I, I was it's true. I was thinking about this with jo- Josh comments where they ruined John Harbaugh, which is a dumb thing to say. But you, you, the great thing about baseball is, you yeah. know, what you can do with baseball, can't do with football. Baseball, you can differentiate a lot more that, than football because you know the pitcher's in the mound, he gets pulled, and right, it's one guy at a every time. Every batter at plate, so you can boo that one batter right, rather than without booing the, right. booing the whole team. Yeah. Where when you boo a football. It's the football. whole team. You're like booing the whole right. Offense. You can't you can't turn to the guy next to you and say no. I'm booing Orlando Brown. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like James Hurst is really who I'm getting at. Right. I may I might have been booing, but I was booing at Kenneth Dixon. Yeah, exactly. Not Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Where I, baseball, you can single out people you want to boo. Oh, my, the best is booing a pitcher when he walks back to the dugout because he's obviously blown the game. He's yeah. screwed up something, and yeah. it's all his fault. I don't know. What about booing a pitcher when they're running down the orange carpet? That's my favorite boo. Mm. Sorry, Kelly Greg. Oh, I was thinking when we they booed uh, Hyunsoo Kim running down the orange carpet. Oh, I forgot that he got booed too, but he's not a pitcher. Oh, yeah, that was a different. That was yeah, a different yeah. boo. And that wasn't a loud boo. That was. Yeah, that wasn't as loud as the Kelly Gregg boo. Not Kelly Gregg. Kevin Gregg. Kevin Gregg. Kelly Gregg's <laughs> team lineman. Uh, yeah, nose tackle. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we did play in Baltimore. So we did our picks this week. We started picks last week. Yeah. Thursday night. Yeah. And uh, they're brought to you by Loop League. Who will will play the little loop league commercial in a moment? But how did you guys do? Because I only got two right. <laughs> I only got one right. I only got one right. All right, we so, were all terrible. So don't so listen. I'm, I'm not. So I'm not winning. Job. I'm now winning the picks. But uh, maybe maybe we can come back this week since you know what this week we won't have the no more emotional ties. And you know what this week I'm doing? What's that? I'm taking a page out of George Costanza. I'm gonna do the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Whatever I think I want to pick with, All right. I'm doing the opposite. So I'm thinking the Colts, so I'm going Chiefs. Exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> Do the opposite. All right, so like I said, it was brought to Loop League, so check them out. Section 336 playoff picks are brought to you by Loop League. Your fantasy football season just ended, but not if you have Loop League. Loop League is a year-round fantasy sports platform that allows you to merge together events from a multitude of different sports into one comprehensive fantasy league. Take your fantasy football league and continue it into playoff picks, or join us in a few weeks for our Super Bowl prop bets. Check out loopleague.com and give them a follow and like on Twitter and Facebook. Loop League, because fans have no offseason. All right, so we, we established kind of what the, the Ravens game, that this kind of puts it to bed. This Ravens game's over. Yep. This Ravens season's over. Um, I know every kind of Baltimore fans eyes points towards this next Oral season we'll spend the next you know however many weeks four, talking about the four five six seven twelve weeks yeah or three years yeah um yeah next five years um or could turn into 14 we've seen that before um but but let's talk about the immediate horizon for the Ravens after this end do, do you guys optimistic pessimistic and they got some decisions to make on kind of I, defense and offense and where they want to go with this all right where do you want to start? You want to start quarterback? You want to start head coach? Yeah. You want to start okay, okay. Do you team want, general? If, if you want to talk about – we can talk about the, the coaching staff. All right. Well, I think it's very interesting right now the John Harbaugh conversation because I, I was one of the guys who was excited about the John Harbaugh extension 
But I was telling you guys, you have I wanted flop so much in this John Harbaugh thing. What are you I talking about? I have never flip flopped. I have always wanted John Harbaugh to stay. I wanted Harbaugh gone. Didn't you say during the game yesterday, like this could be this after the game? Fired for not after the game, though? I said that you might want to reconsider it after him not flipping the yeah. not not making a move because I think yeah. not making a move in yesterday's yeah. game is huge. And if you're not going to make that move. What else are you doing? What's the head coach's responsibility if it's not to make a big move when it's needed? But I got thinking today, and it made me wonder if the whole John Harbaugh extension coming out right before the Chargers game, you know, big game going in, how much of that was a, a little phone call from Steve Bichotti saying, hey, John, Lamar, uh, Joe's done. Lamar's your guy for the rest of the season. Keep Lamar in there, and we're gonna, we'll work out the extension. Because going into that Chargers game, it was the same conversation. If we fall behind, does Joe come in? Right. But we never did. But we never did. Yeah. And then we did it against the Browns, and we, here we had an opportunity. We've been playing ahead since Lamar's been here. Right. Now. So here's the first time that we've seen it approach, and it made me wonder if someone above John Harbaugh said, you got to stick with Lamar. I don't think sticking with Lamar was that egregious. Like I think it was debatable either way. Right. But, I mean, it, it, the timing just seemed like, all right, maybe that explains some time. So, are you okay with keeping John, yeah, uh, John I, Harbaugh? Yeah, I am. I, I think John Harbaugh. I like John Harbaugh. I, I think that was a stupid decision to make yesterday, but I like him. I was pushing for him before the extension. I believe I texted you when he got the extension, and I was still pro then, thinking this is a good move. Yeah, awkward timing. but Right. So, yeah, uh, I, I Bert, like it. You, you've been hating on John Harbaugh yeah, for a long time now. I think John Harbaugh should be thanking his lucky stars that Lamar Jackson went 6-1 and one to end the season. Hmm. Because otherwise he'd have been gone. Yeah, right. When Lamar does well, everyone praises Lamar. When he does poorly, everyone blames John Harbaugh. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a coach, I guess. <laughs> that's what you get for time. And, and I, I just want to reiterate the Orioles should have fired Buck Showalter after he didn't put Zach Britton in. <laughs> that is on the record. I've said it before. I don't think last year would have happened. The embarrassment, we all could have saved ourselves a lot of embarrassment if the— If they just uh, fired him. Angelus had some balls and fired Buck Showalter after that wild card game. Now, back to the Ravens. Um, you Har- think this team would be better off without John Harbaugh going forward? I don't know. It's hard to say. Bring a more it's of a Lamar it's, guy. It's a, it's a massive risk because you saw what six-something head coaches were let go There's after week 17. Eight. eight. There's eight And for the most openings. part, they were garbage coaches anyway. Right. Uh, if Harbaugh had been let go at the end of the season, he would have been the biggest name on those coaches well, released. And in many yeah. ways, he is still the biggest name now while they're talking about the possibility of trading Harbaugh for draft picks that the Ravens don't really want to keep Harbaugh around that Harbaugh doesn't want to stay so trading him to a team for draft picks which seems odd to me yeah it's a thing it's been done a couple times no I mean like that's like something people in Baltimore are talking about yeah Oh, I just yeah. first I'm here. I don't think any, I inferred that too, but I don't think anyone takes that report seriously. I think it's, it's so honest. rare that a head coach gets traded. What's it, John? Well, Gr- happened to John and, Gruden? That's what, and that's what I was saying. It, it happened to John Gruden. It happened to Bill Belichick. Mm. He was traded to the Patriots, but so it happens. But I can't figure it out because to me, the head coach has to approve that trade. Right. And why would you approve to be traded to a bad team that's now losing two big draft draft picks? Yeah. So I how agree. are you going to rebuild a team with less draft picks? It doesn't yeah. make sense. When you can to me. just leave next year and just go there. Yeah. Yeah. With, with those <laughs> draft picks, I agree. It doesn't make sense. It never made sense to me, and that's why people still talk about it. But I, from Jump Street, I was like, no, this doesn't make sense for anyone. Um, I I have trouble talking about offensive coordinators. I know there's a ton of football experts out there who could tell you this offensive coordinator is better than the other one. But I feel like kind of like a hitting coach and pitching coach. I'm not exactly sure what they do. And there's so much kind of nuance about what they do that I feel like is I don't pick up on. So I feel like I have trouble judging offensive coordinators and defense coordinators. I can tell you the defense this year is a lot better uh, under Wink than it was under DPs because they're more aggressive. And I can tell you what happened in the playoff game versus Chargers was almost inexcusable. And I feel like someone has to be be blamed for it and marty morning seems like the right. pretty easy scapegoat but at the same time i see marty and i see what he's how he's turned him he's worked with uh lamar and turned the offense around to get that winning streak to get into the playoffs so i kind of want to give them give marty more time with lamar um yeah but a lot of people say that's yeah. credit to greg roman uh because he brought that yeah, offense uh, from kaepernick and the 49ers yeah but you know you know who, you know where marty came from he was Michael Vick's coach. Yeah. So if you want to do a comparison, 
And but, Greg Roman's the line, the offensive line coach, right? Uh, I think he's assist offense. He's assistant offensive yeah. coordinator and also tight ends coach. I think. Okay, tight ends. All right. Yeah. No. And I think if Marty left, I think Greg Roman's probably would be announced as the offensive coordinator. So I, I don't know, and I I know that what I don't want to do is lose um, uh, Wink, and I think I think Wink might be going out now and doing some head coach interviews. Oh really? I mean, th- why wouldn't you? This defense has been so good this year. Why wouldn't you reach out? To and him there's plenty of vacancies when there's eight vacancies. Yeah. So I hope we don't lose him. As far as on the field personnel options, what would you like to see the Ravens? Um, I know there's a couple questions about will Weddle come back? Will Suggs come back? They got to make decisions with with uh, John Brown, right? Um, so they have a lot of decisions. Um, what do you think, kind of Lamar Jackson needs or this team needs to take that next step with Lamar Jackson? Go young, I, as yeah. much as it would pain because I like uh, Eric Weddle and obviously Terrell Suggs is a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, unless they're coming back with team friendly deals, you got to move on. It's, I, it's, you yeah. got to go younger. I think Weddle. There's so much depth in that secondary right now. That I think Weddle is too expensive to keep around, but Suggs, I think Suggs, you get on a team-friendly deal. I think you get uh, Weddle team-friendly deal too, right? Maybe, maybe if they're both looking at like I don't want to start say, over again. Yeah, I mean, then Weddell's in that case, like six million. I think, if you say, oh, let's come back for you know I three mean, and a half. We saw Weddle when C.J. Mosley got hurt. We saw Weddle take up the green dot and, and kind of lead that defense. Qualities, yeah, so sure. I'd love to take have both up the those. green dot. <laughs> I, I I'd love to see both those guys back doing some <laughs> of the leadership. The green dot. I got it. <laughs> so, but yeah, they would both be great veteran presence. Jimmy yeah, Smith, I think, is gone. He's too expensive. Yeah, that's the, the guy that you're going to lose. No, I think that's all yawn, pointless. Here's what I think they need to do because I think the defense will be good next year. And I don't know where either you get uh, wide receivers. You're going to have to draft them. Well, I don't think you need wide receivers either. I don't think you need. I think defensively, <laughs> you're fine. I don't think you need wide receivers because because all you need is Lamar. Him. You don't need anyone else. Lamar. No, you know what you need? An offensive line. No, you know what you need? Well, yeah, you need offensive line. But you know what else you need? Hmm. <laughs> what, here comes the joke. What do you need? What no, do you it's need? not a joke. I'm serious. If I was a Ravens, here's the one what? position I would target. Tight end. And type of player I would target. Because you got like 12 of them. Yeah, no. A dynamic, pass-catching running back. We got a bunch yeah. of guys who can, you know, grab the handoff. Well, and that's... But I, I need an Alvin Kamara. I don't want to say Saquon Barkley because, you know, he's hey, so uh, elite. What's the guy down in Miami? Uh, Justin Fournette? Fournette? No, not Justin no. Fournette. He was former. No, Leonard, no, Leonard, Leonard Fournette Leonard, from Jackson. Fournette. Oh, Leonard Jacksonville. Fournette. Jacksonville. Yeah, but he even he's not great with the – I don't think he's great with the pass catching. Like, we have some – uh, you, want, you want a Danny Woodhead. No. 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 I'll no. tell you when Alvin you get – Alvin Kamara. That's what I want. Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Alvin How about Kareem Hunt? That type of player. He's, <laughs> a, he's available. He's a great pass catching running back. That's what right. I want the Ravens to get. That All right, Kareem Hunt. That's that's what we're going <laughs> right? on. Because we, we got the – I just think that would complement what Lamar Jackson does so well. To have a guy who can who can catch and make yeah, plays, a guy um, that you can run the screen with, yeah, or wow. and and make the play action go even yeah, more. Yeah, and and Dixon and and Gus Edwards, they're and very I, downhill right. power guys. You see Dixon make that big catch on um, unbelievable play of Lamar Jackson, where he threw the uh, you know broke out tackle and threw that big play to to Dixon. And Dixon was had like five yards on the dude and couldn't outrun him. I was like, get right. out of here. We we need some a speedy pass catching. No, pass. that's true. A good, um, yeah. Good, yeah, I think that that would be my number one what, thing for this Ravens offense. Yeah, I don't know the state of Alex Collins' contract, but I see no reason to bring him back. I think you can bring him back for like $2 million. Uh, but do you – why? Why not give Gus Edwards a little bit well, I and, think, and he's yeah. going to even cheaper and he's the same type of runner up the middle? Well, no, I think Alex Collins is more shifty than Gus Edwards. Yeah, but you don't, don't need that shiftiness if you're going to bring in this pass-catching guy. Well, yeah, if you bring in another really good running back, I don't think you need Alex Collins or Gus Edwards. Get rid of all of them. Right. Sure. But but two guys I mean, and, a, and an offensive line. Play eight. I mean, who was, I mean, who was Gus Edwards anyway? No no one ever heard of Gus exactly. Edwards. Exactly. He's no one. Just Three a big guy. He's, he's a big guy who can run downhill. Yep. Right. Which I bet Mark Andrews could play that exact same position. He's about the right size. A little tall. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was, he was, Gus Edwards, he wasn't even drafted. Yep. Um, undrafted guy. But anyway. Uh, so I think that's what I like to see the Ravens do. Give me a dynamic pass catching, speedy running back. I'd like, I would like the, them to this off season make a splash with a move like that. When was the last time the Ravens was at Bolden? Was the last time they brought in like a big guy, Steve Smith? Yeah, maybe Steve Smith. I mean, 
And I, and I get you're right. No, we're not going to get a big name wide receiver here because they're not going to want to come here. So they, we're going to come here to die. And why right. would we waste our money on it? Right, exactly. So Jeremy we're not going to spend money Mike on that. Wallace. So we're going to bring back Chris Moore and some other wide receiver. We, I don't know we what Crabtree's draft. contract situation is, but I would like to see Crabtree back. Why? He all he does is drop the ball. Yeah, I know, but he's he's better than. I, I think his contract might be up. Yeah, I don't, we have to I'm look at sure. that with John Brown. How much he'll cost? I mean, yeah. all this stuff goes into. Maybe we can get Brashard back. It go, It gets into really complicated <laughs> territory fast because it's like dead money. Well, yeah, that's where the salary NFL salary cap money. is way more confusing and uh, hard harder to do than baseball. Yeah, baseball it's spend, money spend, is pretty, spend, spend. Pretty simple. Yeah. 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 All right, that's. Anything is else is that show? is that how we're going to put the Ravens season to bed? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, that fourth and eleven pass with seven minutes left was a really nice pass to Snead. Yeah, uh, Lamar Jackson <laughs> was pretty clutch in fourth down. In well, the fourth you, quarter. what was fun about that play to Snead is that when was you got like, nothing to lose. <laughs> well, yeah, and what was fun is that that I think that's where the the uh, guy guarding Snead was like five yards ahead of Snead. And it was almost like he was playing for the standard Lamar throw it short pass. I mean, if you think about that game, though, fourth quarter, seven minutes to go. We're down 23 to three. Fourth quarter, seven minutes, we're down That's probably when I left. Yeah, that sounds about right. We scored two <laughs> touchdowns yeah. in five minutes. At one minute, 59 seconds, it's 23 to 17. In five minutes, we, we outscored them 14 nothing. In right. five minutes. Well, that, that's pretty impressive. And we had Josh going prevent prevent defense. I don't care. That's still pretty impressive. It is. And and we had and, and we had the ball and had a chance for a miracle. Yeah. And, and we, magic. Yeah. And we did. That. I mean, if you had brought Joe Flacco in, I don't think it would do any better than go in the game. You get the ball back with a minute with a at that uh, with what fifty five seconds. Yeah, left that's, or whatever that's was too left. late to bring. That's too late to make the switch. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if if Joe, if Flacco came in earlier, the best we could hope was to be in that situation. Give yeah, the game yes. going. Uh, yeah, probably a little bit more time on the clock, best situation. Because the the one thing about Lamar is the drives do take time. I don't think the result would have been different with or without Joe Flacco. I think actually the game's closer since Lamar stayed in there. Yeah, so and, well and again, I, I think that's, I'm with you. that's deceiving, and, but it gives you hope. Well, Josh, it gives you hope, but it, he showed he could make the play, he could make All the right. throws, even the guys were open. I yes. didn't know he could do that, <laughs> but but only in the middle. He can't throw down the sidelines, I which has been the issue. The touchdown to Crabtree, the first touchdown was down the sideline. All right, fine, he got one. I'll give you that. Uh, the but you're right. Was on the but as you said earlier, you're right. The fact that that saved <laughs> the off season yeah. was was that little two minutes. Yeah, and it, at at the end of the day, at the end of the season, he was the only rookie quarterback in the playoffs this year. And he's not there because Joe Flacco got us close enough and then he took off from there. No, Joe Flacco got us below 500 and Lamar took us to the playoffs. The defense. And Lamar. Defense, same yes. with – that's the reason same, same reason that the Bears are there, same reason the Cowboys I know, are all the playoffs. The Seahawks, like, all the defensive the, the teams de- all got defense, knocked out this And the weekend. defense was that good, and the defense was that good because they were only on the field yeah. for no, definitely. 25 minutes of the definitely. game. Definitely, that helps. And, the, and that's because of and Lamar. And the rotation, sure. No, Lamar has definitely helped the defense. The defense is better but it because was, of Lamar. It is interesting to look back on this weekend, and we went into these playoffs as, all right, defenses are coming back and making an impact, and all the big defensive teams got knocked out on – this weekend, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could argue the Cowboys are good defensively, but yeah, yeah, not that's yeah. It's a it's a fair point, and the I guess the Eagles maybe are good defensively. I don't really understand what happened. No, in that that's game. Nick Foles' magic out there. Yeah. <laughs> but that, he he wasn't great. Really. No, he somehow won. Um, crazy. Are we wrapping up? Yeah, I want to share a little story real quick. Okay, a little, uh, little story time. I was. Uh, we'll end the show with story time with Bert. I missed the last few weeks because I was in Florida over the holidays, and uh, we were at Disney's Hollywood Studios and. For listeners who are familiar with Walt Disney World, you know that uh, there's cast members, the employees at Walt Disney World. You'll sometimes see cast members who are dressed in what they call the plaids, these red, reddish plaid uniforms that just scream that they're more important than some of the other cast, mes- cast members. <laughs> the guy wearing the plaid is more important than the guy pushing the button on the teacups ride. Uh, so especially at the holidays, you see a lot of these plaid cast members around. Oh my, yeah. And so every time I do, I pay close attention because they're usually – um, handling a celebrity v- uh. VIP if you will And I saw one of these plaid cast members At uh, Hollywood Studios A few days uh, after Christmas And 
They were escorting none Mickey other Mouse. than Cal Ripken Jr. Oh my! And the whole band of Ripken kids and the Iron Man, the Iron Man himself, Cal Ripken Jr. Walking the, ki- around. the kids aren't they like thirty now? Yeah, they were grown, but they his son Ryan Ripken is forty-seven years yeah. old. No, he's yeah, not. He, he doesn't even isn't isn't he, he is, in the Nats? Nats? He is a spitting image of Cal Ripken Jr. when uh, on his nineteen eighty-eight baseball card for the Orioles. It was unbelievable. But all the blue-eyed Ripkins. Walking around Walt Disney World with this uh, cast member, and uh, and Cal gets walking around like uh, he, like a normal guy, no ball cap pulled low, you know. Well, it's every- kinda, you can't really hide your Cal Ripken. But but nobody else even right. noticed it was him. Did you walk up? Except to him? for me. Did you walk up? He to walked him? right past me. No but way. They were moving quickly. I feel no. like Cal Ripken has, and maybe I'm biased here, but he's a big guy. He's you very can't tall. Miss him. His head stuck above everybody. He's just got it. I mean, he's but been see, on so many milk commercials. I feel like that's like one of the most recognizable but, faces out there. I agree. Yes, but isn't isn't Disney World just filled with like foreign people? <laughs> people from all over the country. <laughs> it, it, it was interesting to me. In that, I, I said to Laura as he walked past, I was like, "I guarantee, almost every single person in this theme park knows who Cal Ripken is." But he's walking yeah. around right through here, and but why, nobody even is why, noticing that. Why didn't you go up to him? This is like this is like the Super Bowl, and our dad constantly saying how he ran into John Travolta. Yeah, but yeah. he didn't say anything. He didn't do anything. He well, just saw like him I, from the minute I saw it was him. He walked right past us, and then I nudge Laura and I'm like, "That's Cal Ripken. Look, there's Cal. Ripken. That's his son. That's his daughter. They're all together." And he's fifty yards down the did way. You yell, there. Did you yell, Cal? No, I'm not. I don't want to be obnoxious. Did I, you? Did you? Did you yell, Kevin Costner? No, that would be even worse. That's something Josh would do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk trash to Bert because I was in a small gymnasium with Cal Ripken when he, uh, his son Ryan was playing art school ACS, my high school, and I was teaching there, and I was in the stands, and Cal Ripken was a few rows up from me, and I didn't say anything to him. Yeah. So I don't. I don't. I don't like you. <laughs> well, uh, and to. Uh, to and by the way, Ryan Ripken is with the Orioles organization now. Oh, I thought really. he was with the Nationals. Now, he was drafted by the Nationals initially, but he's with the Orioles now. To uh, a little tack on to the end of that story, because that was a really awesome story. Um, <laughs> Bert Story Tom is back with a vengeance, baby. Yes. <laughs> Fast forward a few days, we're in Epcot, where Cal Ripken Jr. is one of the featured readers of the Epcot Christmas Candlelight Processional. Is he a good reader? Well, and if... I, w- I was doing this show, Section 336, two years ago when we saw Coward can do the right. exact same thing. Ryan really does look like his dad. Doesn't he? He's in Delmarva now. That's crazy. Yeah. It uh, a, a lot more hair, though. <laughs> of course. We're, we're acting like we're surprised that a son who plays the same sport as his dad looks like his dad. Yeah. I mean. Uh, so this is actually two Sundays ago when the Ravens were playing the Browns. And kickoff was at 4 o'clock. We were at Epcot for 5 o'clock, Cal Ripken, Candlelight Processional. So I'm sitting there in the auditorium uh, watching the Ravens game on my phone with Cal Ripken just a few feet away from me reading the Christmas story out of the Bible to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, when is this ever going to happen where I can watch a Ravens game while Cal Ripken is reading the Bible to me? This is, this is, let me just die right here. I mean, and I'm in Epcot. I, I, if I croaked over dead right there, I'd, I'd die a happy three, three, six. And then you'd have your your own candlelight procession. (laughs) So yeah, it was a good time. It's, uh, it's always fun to go visit Disney world and, and Florida being proud to represent your home team. I still wear Orioles gear down there when we're terrible, but when we're good, when the Ravens are headed to the playoffs, when you're seeing Steelers fans walking around with their heads down, uh, it's a good feeling. Yeah. I heard I heard on the on the news that Disneyland, which is in, in, California. in California. Yeah, I'm familiar. But that Disneyland for the second time this year is raising their ticket prices to Disney World. I mean to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So now it'll cost um, over 100 bucks. For a kid uh, to go, your thoughts? And the one in Florida is over a hundred dollars just for a day. Really? Yeah. If you go for a Saturday. yeah, I, I think that's like Even normal for a big um, amusement park. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe you can go to Six Flags yeah. for seventy nine dollars. Get out! I'm I'm taking the girls no in like way. two weeks. You know how much it costs? Well, I know Disney was insane. Why would Disneyland be different? No, but he was talking about Six Flags over here. Seventy nine oh, okay. Six Flags. So <laughs> it costs. $15, Six Flags. No, no, no. It's, like, it's, like, it's like 60 bucks. I bet it's at least 60 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you not not go to, if you get the Pepsi, you peel off the pe- yeah, Pepsi Yeah, you got to go to Safeway and get and the get, buy one, get one. Yeah, $5. No, no, they're like 60 bucks. Oh, okay. Just ask Siri. I, I, I don't know. It's been a while since I've been to the music park. It just seems a little much. Take a family of four, a good time, 600 mm-hmm. bucks. Yeah. I'd rather take them to the Shorebirds. 
But yeah, ba- <laughs> and, that's, and, that's and, the, and they'll be thanking, <laughs> right. thank you, Daddy, for this wonderful minor league baseball game. Right. <laughs> and I'll have five hundred fifty bucks just to put in my pocket. You need to rethink things, Bert. You I need don't to know. Rethink things just, so, just so you, you know, there's, you, there's no need you have to t- ever take five hundred and fifty dollars to a minor league baseball game. I think for that money, you can walk away with a player. <laughs> Maybe. So I was uh, this weekend helping Emma with her history project. And she's doing this whole tragedy to triumph thing. And she's doing it on the Baltimore Colts leaving as the tragedy for the city of Baltimore. And then the Ravens coming back and winning the Super Bowl as the triumph. Did she come up with that, with that herself? No influence from you? Oh, no. She, she came. <laughs> well, somewhat. What? She wanted to do a history project that wasn't like, you know, your boring history book thing. So she was yeah, asking me for boring, ideas. Right, so yeah. I gave her and some Josh, ideas. by the way, is doing a similar project at the same time. His focus on the tragedy is Joe Flacco no longer the Ravens quarterback. Yeah. Tragedy. Right. He's doing right. it. No, yeah. Meanwhile, Bert's working on the tragedy and the triumph is the Lamar. The triumph of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. yeah, we're, yeah, doing, yeah. we're doing the project together. <laughs> 2018 was a tragedy until the triumph of Lamar so, Jackson came along. No, I wanted her to do uh, Cal Ripken. And I wanted her to do the tragedy, not of Kevin Cosner, but of. <laughs> he will not tragedy. let the Kevin Cosner thing no. go. The tragedy of the uh, strike year. Okay. And how Cal Ripken kind of saved baseball. I tried to get her to do that. Oh, just she cause, preferred because Josh wanted to use his news clipping when he yeah, got his the, picture. In the paper. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Field agreed. But anyway, my question for you guys is: I was having this discussion uh, with with Stan over the weekend, and Stan the fan. Yeah, and because Emma's like interviewing people who went through it because we were kids and stuff. But you know, we were at least Matt and I were raised to hate the hate the Redskins because they were stopping Baltimore from getting a team. And and all this, and I wondered now that the Ravens have been here for so long, do you think people are over the Colts leaving? Yes, I don't know. When I was thinking about that, he she, she interviewed Stan the Fan. I remember when he was on our show. I feel like you could ask Stan the Fan a question, <laughs> go out and, and get a cup of coffee, come back thirty minutes later, and he'll just be wrapping up the question. <laughs> was he like that way with Emma? No, he was. Good. You had Emma interview Stan the Fan. Emma, Emma, yeah, it's her project. Good for her. Yeah. No, uh, no, we we love Stan the Fan. I think he's great. Uh, Stan, but, but, Stan's going to come on in a couple weeks, I, right, I, before, I right before him. spring training. I love that mirror. But but no, I, I when I was growing up, I had a Deion Sanders jersey because there was no Ravens. That's why I love love Deion Sanders. But I, I think with the older generation, um, there definitely still is those feelings. I remember getting a Redskins uh, football for a birthday present, like right after they won the Super Bowl, like 90, 90 91, 92, something like that, whenever they won the Super yeah. Bowl. And remember being told to throw it in the trash. Yeah, because our dad still remembers when, when, right. when the Colts left. Like, I wasn't even born when the Colts left. you got to so. be over 40 to even care about the Colts at this point. I, yeah. Well, the yes. Baltimore Colts. Yes, that's almost us. Yeah, We're but I don't really, I was four when they left. I have no ties. Yeah. Other than, yeah, right. what my parents have told me. Yeah. So I don't I care. was in utero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the same people who are probably still screaming about the Baltimore Colts are the ones screaming to build the wall. <laughs> I, th- I think that's two different people. I think with the uh, the, Colts, <laughs> the Colts people are the people the still cheering on the Ravens. Just saying, it's a different generation. I feel like I feel like if we get right, we build the wall. Build the wall should be our show title, and no one should have health insurance. Bert, <laughs> <laughs> you should do a political podcast. Yeah. I should. I'm very uh, should. knowledgeable. Because I'm tired of your political your, your politics creeping into this podcast all the time. <laughs> <laughs> So right, now, now that you got the Joe Flacco Lamar discussion down, you can handle anything. Yeah, that's right. Tune in next week when Josh and Bert discuss the wall <laughs> <laughs> and healthcare. All right, boys and girls, thanks for checking us out. Check us out on Thursday. Yeah, appreciate our. Uh, we appreciate our. We Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, I did put them up on Twitter, but mostly on Facebook. They go on Facebook first, yeah. so go on Facebook to see what we got wrong. And full disclosure, my picture is gonna be who I want. That's how I roll. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll go with that one too. Well, it didn't work out this way with the uh, you can check all of us out on Twitter. You can check out uh, Josh Burnett on the Twitter feed, which is fun. You can check out. Check out. Right. But I really Bert. wanted to keep going from this. I, real quick, I'm sorry. Josh, uh, what, what happened yesterday after the game when I got in a Twitter beef with Josh is Josh tweets this stuff all the time and it drives me insane and I usually just let it go. But yesterday I was well, a little you, inebriated from the yeah. ball game and I just couldn't hold my tongue was, or hold my thumbs. Uh-huh. I had to say something. I could no longer hold right. back. You, you found your Twitter password. <laughs> oh, 
um, back in full force. All right, sorry. Back to the thing. <laughs> I know. Bert wanted to argue on Twitter. I just wanted to save it for the show. All right, boys and girls. You can follow me on Twitter at TechnoBigBigTech. You can follow this drama happening. You can follow Bert Rohde. At Bert Rohde. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to remember. Right. Yeah, and that's the only one with the screwed up Twitter name. Okay, Josh Roker, what's your Twitter? Uh... Josh Rook. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at S-E-C-I-O-N Yeah, Section 336. Yeah. Yeah. Or the show. Follow the show at Section 336. Show. Because that's where you can get the little notifications when we go live. And like us on Facebook. We, uh, I think we're like 900 likes. Get us to 1,000. Okay. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go. We are the Panthers. Run this town when you step into the